Praise God. Amen. I believe. I believe God's going to use Brother Hilton. I said all that just, just so you don't have to give an introduction tonight. You can just preach. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I love this young man. I want him to come tonight. I want him just to obey the Holy Ghost. Whatever he feels, whatever he feels, I just want him to do what he feels on his heart tonight. And I know it'll be all right. Praise God. Amen. Come and take your liberty tonight. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, church. Hallelujah. What a phenomenal spirit of the Lord that is in this house. I am... I don't know about you, but of late, and uh, maybe this is just on account of my, you might, uh, I might be revealing a little bit more than I want to be revealing right now, but of late, I, um, I'm just eager to get back to the house of God. There's something special going on in our services. Hallelujah. Just like Brother Merriman said, I, I want to join with him in commending this church because this stuff doesn't just happen. It doesn't just doesn't happen overnight, but there have been some hungry people seeking the mind of God, seeking the face of God. We came into service tonight. I was downstairs in that corner office, and I heard prayer going up. I heard hungry cries going out. And, and that, this kind of service is a direct result to the hunger that's in your hearts. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful that I come to a church, amen, where the truth is declared, amen, the spirit of truth exists. I'm so thankful, amen, for what I have in this place. Hallelujah. I, I don't deserve it. I, I'm not worthy of it. I don't, I don't feel like I did anything to, to, to require God to give this to me, but he did it anyway. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody ought to just thank the Lord right now. Jesus, we need you. Oh, you're so wonderful, God. You're so wonderful, God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give him a little more thanks. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I still feel the Holy Ghost. I still feel the Spirit of the Lord moving in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I, um, as I was preparing for, you can open your Bibles, 1 Corinthians chapter 18. I, as I was preparing for the service tonight, um, I was, I don't know if it was subconsciously, if I'm acknowledging it now, but I was wanting, or kind of wanting, uh, maybe Brother Mays would surprise Pastor again tonight. <laughs> and then, um, and then, I walk in the sanctuary and I see Brother Merriman. Oh, here's another pleasant surprise. <laughs> Brother Merriman, what you missed out on this morning is if you surprise pastor that way, there's a high possibility of you getting uh, surprised yourself and getting placed behind the pulpit because that's what happened this morning, Brother Mays. And uh, so I was like, oh, Lord, yes, thank you, Jesus. Brother Merriman's here. Woohoo! And then uh, also part of me was like, well, pastor said that he's got a message this morning. 
And I was waiting on him to just crack that open and share it with us tonight. And, um, and so all of my hopes have fallen. And so um, responsibility comes to me. And I do feel like the Lord gave me uh, some direction for the service. And I appreciate Pastor. And uh, how did you appreciate that First Corinthians overview just a few moments ago? I mean, chapter by chapter. Don't we have an incredible pastor, knowledgeable in the word? Amen. Inspired by the Holy Ghost. I'm not saying that just because he's here. Church, we've been blessed. We've got an opportunity here for revival because we have truth and we have the Spirit of God. There's something going on in this atmosphere right now. I feel the Holy Ghost for what I'm saying. That if you would take a step of faith and allow the Holy Ghost to operate in your life in obedience to this man of God. I mean, there's no telling what God can do in this service tonight. Hallelujah. That's just the way that God operates. Hallelujah. I said, that's the way that God operates. He chose, amen, the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. How many believe tonight? This preacher is here to save you. Hallelujah. This pastor is here to save you. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for that? Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 18, verses 21 through 24. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. Everybody, amen, hesitated because the preacher uh, stepped on their toes a little bit. And they didn't have anything to say. And uh, so then Elijah just continued preaching. He said unto the people, I, even I, only remain a prophet unto the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let them therefore give us two bullocks. And let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it into pieces and lay it on wood and put no fire under. And I will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under. And call ye on the name of the Lord, uh, on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. And notice, all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. That's a good idea, preacher. Let's, let's do that. And so they went to work. Amen. Why don't you lay down your Bibles and ask the Lord, amen, to anoint my lips and to anoint your ears. Let's unify together, church. Can we do that? God, we need your anointing. We need your grace. I need your help. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let the Spirit of the Lord minister in this place. Put me out of the way, God. And let your anointing break every yoke. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You could be seated tonight. Amen. Listen, a few days ago to a message um, by Brother Paget and um, from Enterprise, Alabama, pastor. Well, I'm not sure if he's still the pastor there. I think his son's pastoring there. Um, bishop there, <laughs> is that something like that? Anyway, um, phenomenal man of God preaches at Admit nearly every year, and he was preaching um, along uh, a subject at Admit this past year, just basic, just kind of the the things that we we all think we already know, and that's what I've noticed about Admit is just kind of brings us back to the basics about prayer and studying the Word of God. 
Amen. But what Brother Paget was talking about was um, he was talking about the subject of de- deliverance, and and uh, his title was was um, sacrifice something about the sacrifice of knowledge um, at the altar of obedience, something to that effect. I'm sorry, I, I should have written it down. I, this just came to me while we were worshiping, so I decided to share it with you. But um, he was preaching on that subject and talked about how we can overthink things and, and work our way out of our own deliverance. And, and he talked about um, how modern <clears throat> psychology, amen, has influenced many people to believe that there is, uh, that, that what the, the conditions that you're born with, the natural uh, appetites that you have as you're born and grow up into this world, the carnal desires that you have is really what they're talking about. Those things uh, are things that's just going to be with you the rest of your life. You're never really going to overcome those things. Uh, they're just going to be there. You're just going to have to learn to deal with it. You're just going to have to put up with that. You're just going to have to learn how to work around it and, and figure out a way to overcome that in your natural ability. And Brother Paget. Amen. Was talking about a young man who was dealing with the problem and who had talked to this other, uh, this preacher who had heard this idea and was sharing it with one of the young men in a church. And that young man went to a camp meeting where Brother uh, Paget's church had attended. And a young man out of Brother Paget's church was having the same kind of problems. And they, those two boys got together. And the one boy who had heard about this idea, this new fangle idea that, that, that you don't have to get deliverance, that, that you just kind of have to put up with the rest of your life. And, 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 um, and so this other boy heard this one boy said, yeah, the preacher told me this. This is what, this is, you're just never going to get. And the boy threw up his hands, Brother Paget said. He said, and then what's the point? And what's the point? What's the point of even living for God if he can't deliver me, if he can't change me? And I'm here to tell somebody that whatever problem, whatever situation, whatever kind of problem you're facing, God is still able to deliver you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you going to help me here tonight? Hallelujah. And I feel the Holy Ghost uh, wants to do something special for somebody in this place. I, already, I acknowledge, uh, amen, that there's already been a special touch uh, of the Holy Ghost in this place. I believe the Lord reached down and touched our pastor and Sister Riggan just a few moments ago. And I believe uh, that some of you, as you came around these altars, uh, amen, a little did Brother Nelson know, thank you for following the Holy Ghost, uh, that I was going to conclude this service by requesting the entire church to come around uh, these altars and requesting for prayer for healing and, and, and all these things but and I still may do that because I feel the direction of the Holy Ghost is in, still in that direction but I want to tell somebody amen that we're not just playing games here that this is an opportunity amen for you to get complete victory and overcome the problems that you're facing the Holy Ghost is in this place to set somebody free from the gates of hell <laughs> hallelujah Hallelujah. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. My God, I feel like God is going to set somebody free in this place. Hallelujah. 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 My, my, my. 
Hallelujah, I could just throw up my hands right now and give in and let the Holy Ghost have his way. Amen, but I wonder, amen, what you would do. I wonder, amen, the one that I'm talking to, or maybe the two or three that I'm talking to, I wonder if you would leave it up, amen, to your brothers and sisters, or would you make, a, make your way down to an altar and find a place and ask the Holy Ghost to set you free? Are you satisfied with just feeling the Holy Ghost up and down your spine as we feel it right now? I mean, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel His Spirit moving all over me. Hallelujah. Fred, I'm not talking about something that I know nothing about. I've been in the altar and I've been set free. I've been delivered, amen, from the bondage of sin. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, the prophet. Amen, you can be seen. The prophet, amen, told the children of Israel, asked them a question. How long hold ye between two opinions? How long? I mean, I grew up thinking that that statement, that question, amen, was how long are you just going to sit there and do nothing? That's based on just reading it in my simple mind. I, I read it and I'm just like, that's just the automatic conclusion that I arrived at. Amen. But I started looking at the word halt. Amen. There's a, a, there's a companion word in the Arabic language that, that is translated as limp in the English language. And, and the term, amen, does not mean stop. The term does not mean to refrain from what you're doing. Amen. But what the term means is, is sort of like you're limping when you're walking. And you're just kind of vacillating back and forth between one position and another. And as you're walking, amen, amen, you're just going back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. And the prophet asked the children of Israel, he said, how long are you going to walk with that limp? How long are you going to just keep going back and forth? How long are you going to just go back and forth? You ought to just make up your mind. You ought to just make the decision. You ought to just make up your mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The two options that the children of Israel had was whether or not they were going to serve the Lord. Amen. That's demonstrated his power and deliverance over and over again. Or whether or not they'd serve a block of wood. Amen. Called Baal. Whether or not they would serve this false God who's never done anything for them. Amen. But it's only been told that he's powerful. All they hear is the false prophets talking about his majesty and his glory. But Sister Jasmine, he never showed up for them one time. He never changed anybody. He didn't set them free from Egypt. He didn't take them into the promised land. He's not the one amen, that delivered them from the bondage of slavery. Hallelujah. There's only one God that did that. I said there's only one God that did that. So... Uh, Elijah says, how long are you going to just keep going back and forth? How long are you just going to keep favoring that stupid false god? How long are you just going to keep limping along until we get to where we're supposed to be going? Church family, 
Pardon me. Pastor told me to take my liberty. So uh, he's my pastor, not you. <laughs> I do love you, though. <laughs> but... Uh, but I, I, I just have a burden tonight. I want to share. I want to ask you the question. How long? Hey, man, we've been having wonderful services. And, and many times, Brother Goff, we come into church and, and we lean on in. The Holy Ghost is there. We lean and we feel the, the Holy Ghost. And, and somebody's healed, Brother Albert. And somebody's filled with the Holy Ghost here and there. And, and my God, what a move of the Holy Ghost we had today. And, and my God, what an opportunity we have right now. And, and man, and we just lean. Hold the while our other foot stuck. Amen. And, and we can't just bring it over. But on Monday morning, we fall back over. Monday morning, we land right back where we don't want to be. Hey, I've been there too. I'm not just preaching to you. I'm preaching to Jared Caleb Hilton. I want you to know that you're not alone in this battle. But I want to ask you a question tonight. Are we just going to keep limping like this? Or are we going to go somewhere? I said, are we going to keep walking around and, and tripping over ourselves? Or are we going to go to revival? My, 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 I feel like somebody wants to have revival. Hey, this, come on, this is revival. Whatever you need, whatever you need, whatever you need. Hallelujah. Brother Hilton, I've been going to church a long time. And I've been dealing with this a long time. I've had these thoughts a long time. Ever really, ever since I got into the house of the Lord. It wasn't too long after I prayed through, get to the Holy Ghost, and I started struggling with this. All right. All right. Hallelujah. You guys ought to sit down. You're making me nervous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's something... Something special. I appreciate it, Pastor. Hallelujah. 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 We, we, there's something special going on in the service tonight. It's not because Jared's preaching that. It has nothing to do with it. I mean, there's just an opportunity right now. Brother Nelson. Hallelujah. It's all over here tonight. Amen. If you, I didn't even have to get up behind this pulpit. Amen. We were scratching the surface. Amen. We were knocking on the door. Amen. Of what God wanted to do in this place without a preacher ever stepping behind the pulpit. Child of God, that's what you can do in a service. God will hear your cry. God will answer your plea. He hears you when you fall. His arm is not short. And amen. It's not slack. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe God. I believe his word. I know that when he says, amen, it's going to come to pass. Well, what are you talking about? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I'm talking about lost souls, amen, that are in the city of Olathe, amen, in Lewisburg, amen, in Lynn Valley, and Edgerton, Brother Merriman, and Gardner, and Mission, and Lenexa.
How long are you going to hold between your vision and this man's vision? How long are you going to hold between your ideas and God's ideas? How long are you going to hold between your plan and God's plan? I said, how long? How long? Somebody ought to make up their mind tonight. Hallelujah. 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 There's, I mean, you could be seated. Hallelujah. You can't do it by yourself. What you need is the Holy Ghost. Remember that first time? Spoken tongues didn't come until you gave it all. I said it didn't come until you forgot about all the plans. What Brother Mays was preaching this morning was right to me. I'm telling you, I don't, I don't want to, to go much longer limping like this. I want to see souls saved. There are people out there, Brother Josh, lost and dying, and they're going to hell. I said they're lost, and they're dying, and they're going to hell. I said they're going to hell. Oh, I said they're going to hell. I wonder if you're just going to keep limping or you're going to pick them up. Come on, somebody get some strength. Dad, help me up. Help me walk a little further. Help somebody else walk a little further. Somebody help us. God, 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 God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, what time is it? 741. Hallelujah. Let me tell you what Elijah did. Amen. In order to get the fire. Amen. I'm talking about the subject of undecided. I'm not sure I told brother. I did tell brother Josh. I sent it a text message. So, or a, a team's message. So you got it. There you go. Undecided. There's your title. All right. Now you stop worrying about it. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 18. Sorry. First Kings chapter 18. Verse 30, this is the first thing Elijah did. I mean, this is what a decided man does. Elijah said unto all the people, come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. Amen. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. The first thing, amen, that Elijah did, amen, in order to acquire the fire of the Holy Ghost, amen, the fire of God, amen, that he was so confident in getting. Let's back up, brother Josh. I know this is out of order, but j- jump, jump down a few. Verse twenty-four. Down on your list. There you go. And call ye on the name of your gods. We've just read this, and I will call on the name of the Lord, and the God that answereth by fire. Let him be God. This to me sounds like a man who's already made up his mind. There's no questions, there's no concern, there's no doubt, there's no fear as to who's going to win this little test. He told the the false prophets of Baal, 450 to 1. Amen. And he told them, he said, uh, just just by the way, by odds, uh, amen, of popularity, sounds like Elijah was a little bit overwhelmed here. 
If we're going by the popular consensus, Elijah was way over, over, overwhelmed. But that didn't sway him at all, Sister Bonnie. That didn't, it, that didn't affect him at all. You know why? Do you know why? Because he was not undecided. He had already made up his mind, this is the God. There is no other God out there. He's the one that I know that my fathers and forefathers have told me that brought us up out of the land of Egypt. He's the one. It's not this Baal. It's not the golden calf that Aaron put together. It's not, it's not any of these other, these other just toys. This is the real God. I, I know this is basic stuff. Amen. But just, just bear with me for a moment. First Kings chapter 18 and 30. Let's go back to that one if you don't mind. And Elijah said, verse 30, not 24. Elijah said unto all the people, come near unto me. Why did he want them so close? Because they had been vacillating back and forth. They had been limping. They had been halting between these two opinions, whether or not it's Baal or, or God or one of these other uh, false gods, one of these other pagan ideas, one of these other cults and religion. It's, this, this is not, th- these folks are undecided people. So what uh, Prophet Elijah did was, he said, why don't you come on up here? What are you doing, Elijah? Well, I'm just going to show him what, who's God. We're just going to show him, we're going to show him. So, so first thing he did, repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. So that's the first thing we need to do. And if we're interested in having the fire of the Holy Ghost, I mean, that's why pre-service prayer is so important. That's why Brother Mays had to say this morning was so important. Amen. That we consecrate ourselves in our own personal dedication. Amen. We have to repair those altars if they're broken down. Amen. There's not an altar for God to burn up the sacrifice if we haven't built one. Hallelujah. So we have to repair the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And then we have to study and know the word. 1 Corinthians chapter 18 verses 31 through 30 and 33. Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob. Unto whom the word of the Lord came. How did Elijah know that that was uh, the word of the Lord? That Elijah just knew the word of the Lord. He was familiar with it. It wasn't something that was a form deal. So, he, so the word of the Lord came to Elijah and he said, Israel's, uh, uh, I'm sorry, unto whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. Skip down to verse 33. And he put the wood in order and cut the bullock in pieces and laid him on the wood and said, fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. How did Elijah know that offering a burnt sacrifice on this altar that he just rebuilt would, acqu- would attract the, the attention of the Lord? Amen. He knew his word. He knew the scripture. Amen. And then this is, the, this is uh, sort of the icing on the cake, if you will. But verse 32, if you skip back to verse 32, it says, And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. Amen. This is the final thing that we've got to get down. It's not enough uh, just for us to pray, but we've got to be praying to the right one. And it's not enough for us just to know the word. Amen. But we've got to do all. Amen. In the name of the Lord. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17 says, So whatsoever ye do in one word or deed, whatever you're doing, if you're building an altar or if you're quoting the scripture, you need to do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, I went and started preaching doctrine and everybody sat down on me. I'm just messing around here. 
what I was just saying, not the doctrine part. So that's why Elijah could come up to this, climb the mountain of Carmel, approach 450 other guys. And the Bible says there's 400 other men who were serving the groves. So there's a bunch of people there that were just didn't know what they were doing. Just completely. Well, they had decided. Those guys had decided. They had decided to follow a false god. But there was a multitude there that day that were vacillating back and forth. Who's the real? What's the real deal? What's, where should I go? What direction should I take? So that's why Elijah could approach him on, in verse 24 and, called, and tell them to call in the name of their gods. And then he would call in the name of the Lord. Amen. I've got a couple of other scriptures, but I feel like this is, I, I, I don't want to detract from what's going on here. I want to ask us all to stand if we can. I'm almost done. I don't, just by way of sort of letting you know, Rephidim. How many remember the story of the battle in Rephidim where Amalek came and attacked the children of Israel? The very first battle that they had outside of Egypt. And uh, as they were fighting that battle, it's probably a familiar story to most of us that, uh, as they were fighting, Joshua's down in the valley, and Aaron and Hur were up there on the deal with Moses. And Moses' hands started to drop. And as Moses' hands started to drop, and then the Amalekites started to win the battle. So somewhere, somehow, Moses mustered up some more strength and put his hands back up. And so they started to win. Victory, victory, victory. And then after some time, just, just, I mean, I, it, just, just a practical thing. His hands started to droop again. And they uh, started to lose. We know the story. To me, it kind of sounds, Pastor, like they're, they're halting here. Back and forth. And this went on for a little while. And a couple of guys down in the valley. I don't know where they were, Aaron, Aaron and her, but they noticed what was going on. They were in tune with what was going on. They were sensitive to the things going on around them. They weren't just going through the motions, they, but they were sensitive, Mom. They, they were really trying to figure this thing out. I don't want to go to Rephidim. Do you know what the word Rephidim means? Uh, well, I got two definitions for you. The first one is support, sort of like those spindles, how they support a handrail. And then the second definition is the thing that caught my attention was that it means, um, I got to remember it. It means being, it was a, a, a place of rest. It was a place of rest. Israel had just gotten set free from Egypt. They had just broken out of bondage. And now they're in, they're in the wilderness. And this desert place, I mean, they found a place, a freedom of liberty. They were set free from no Egypt, nowhere, no Pharaoh, nowhere. There was no, no, no change, no anything. So Brother 
golf, I propose to you that they just kind of grew satisfied. They, they just, everything's okay. I mean, I know the Lord gave us some promises, but we'll get there someday. Just, uh, just take it easy. We just, man, we just busted through the Red Sea. We're out, I mean, we're out here. Set free. Man, look at this. So they just grew content and uh, satisfied and, and just kind of rested back. And that's what that term means, Rephidim. It was the battle of contentment. They were fighting rest. They were fighting just taking it easy. That's the battle that they were going through. And so this is where they were halting back and forth. Do we take it easy or do we apply ourselves? Do I really have the energy? I mean, I've got a lot of work. I've got a lot of stuff going on. A lot of irons in the fire, just kind of busy right now. So they were undecided. They, they hadn't made up their mind. Back and forth, back and forth. Moses would give them a little support. Mm. Victory, victory. We come to church. And let, me, let, me tell you, let me just kind of bring this home a little bit. We come to church and, and we have a breakthrough service and, and somebody receives the gift of the Holy Ghost. We have a service kind of like tonight. I'm not, I'm, please don't, don't take this negative. I'm, I'm just trying to get us to where we're supposed to go, okay? Is that all right? That, that we, we're just satisfied. We're okay. And, and I appreciate, amen, the presence of the Lord. I don't want to take it for granted. But I want to tell you something. That pastor's uh, uh, direction at, just after the song service was that we need a, we need a move of the Holy Ghost. We need a, the gifts of the Spirit in operation in this church. How many of you are satisfied with just coming to church and getting a blessing? Or how many of you really want to, amen, the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation? How many got a problem that in your mind you could just think if the Holy Ghost were to reveal that to pastor or, or give us a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or, or, a, or some faith in this place or, or the gift of miracles, man, my problem would be solved. Listen to me. I mean, that's why we're vacillating back and forth between. I mean, some of us are just undecided. I mean, we haven't made up our mind. I mean, is this really a thing? Is this something we can really do? Are we really almost there? And I want to tell you somebody, I mean, that somebody ought to go and hold up this man's hand. I mean, and say, Pastor, we're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep swinging. We're going to keep working. We're going to keep reaching. We're going to keep teaching. Come on, somebody, make up your mind. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. I said, make up your mind. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, make up your mind. Hallelujah. I mean, you can begin to play music if you want to. I'm going to ask everybody, amen, to make your way around this altar. And, and, I mean, get as close as you can, you, just as, as you feel comfortable. I'm not asking you to break any recommendations of pastor or guidelines that we're doing here. First Kings chapter 18, verse 30 says, Elijah said unto the people, come near unto me. And all the people came near. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Let's skip down to verse 38. Then the fire 
of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, hey, this is the reason why I'm asking you to come around the front. Because when you see somebody and the fire is falling on them, it's going to change the way you're thinking. It's going to change how you're perceiving things. I wonder, Pastor, what people were thinking when Elijah said, go get four barrels of water. Doesn't he know we're going through this drought? We don't have any water to spare. Dump it in this hole? What are you talking about? Those are people that are undecided. And then he said, go get four more. And they're like, this guy's crazy. What in the world? What is Brother Jared doing having us come around the front? Didn't he know that we were up here 30 minutes ago? We could have got what we needed then. And I believe it. I know you could have. Amen. But there's some people in this place, and I'm not judging anybody. I just want you to know, amen, that the fire is available and ready to fall. Amen. As long as you just reach out in faith. Amen. These people around you are not looking to judge you. They're looking to pray with you. They're looking to help you build an altar. They're looking to help you call down the fire of the Lord and make the sacrifice that would attract God's presence. Hallelujah. I wonder if we can lift our voices. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, if you need something from the Lord, it's available to you right now. If you need a healing, God's able to heal you. If you need a touch in your mind, God's able to touch you. Come on, don't stop now. Let's lift our voices. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's it.